This is Kick-Ass Politics. I'm Ben Mathis. If you're listening for the first time, this is a preview station for Kick-Ass Politics, where I put up a few sample episodes for you to check out. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you like it, then I encourage you to go to our main program at Kick-Ass Politics and subscribe to the show. There are a lot more episodes there. Just search for Kick-Ass Politics on iTunes, or if you go to the information page for this episode on iTunes, there's a link right there to subscribe to the main show. Also, feel free to check out our webpage at kickasspolitics.com, where you'll find show notes, book recommendations, and all kinds of extras. I'm Ben Mathis, and I hope you enjoy this preview of Kick-Ass Politics. If you enjoy today's podcast on the wit and wisdom of Winston Churchill, then I think you'll like a new biography called The Churchill Factor, How One Man Made History, written by the brilliant and eccentric mayor of London, Boris Johnson. And right now, you can download the audio version of this book for free with a special promotion for our listeners from audible.com. Just go to audibletrial.com backslash kickasspolitics for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download, which can be Boris Johnson's The Churchill Factor or any of Audible's 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, iPad, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com backslash kickasspolitics. Or click on the sponsor link on our webpage to download the free audiobook of your choice. And now, enjoy today's podcast on the wit and wisdom of Winston Churchill. From Hollywood to Washington, it's time for Kick-Ass Politics. And now here's your host, Ben Mathis. Hi, folks. Welcome to Kick-Ass Politics. I'm your host, Ben Mathis. In yesterday's episode, I talked with Dr. Stephen F. Hayward, the author of Churchill on Leadership, about some of the characteristics that made Winston Churchill one of the greatest men in history. As we discussed yesterday, one of the keys to Churchill's greatness was his gift of oratory. He possessed an eloquence and a quick wit that shined through not just in his public speeches, but also in his countless letters, off-the-cuff remarks, and anecdotes that range from champagne-fueled dinner conversations to sometimes bawdy comments made to his fellow parliament members in the men's room of the House of Commons, such as the time when a young backbencher in parliament saw Churchill leave the lavatory without washing. The presumptuous young fellow took it upon himself to scold Churchill, saying, At Eton, we were taught to wash our hands after using the toilet. Churchill, who was actually a graduate of the rival school, said, Well, at Harrow, we were taught not to piss on our hands. (laughs) He professed a deep respect for the English language, and he always chose his words quite deliberately. He even coined quite a few popular terms like the power nap, the sayings the Iron Curtain and a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma were both first used by Churchill to describe Soviet Russia under Joseph Stalin. Today, Winston Churchill is easily the most quoted political leader of all time. Just looking on Amazon, I found no less than 15 different books of Churchill quotations. So today, I want to share some of my favorite quotes by Old Winnie. 
Now, if you've ever listened to some of his most famous speeches, particularly those given during the war, then you already know some of his most inspirational lines, such as, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Or, never give in, never, 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 in nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Both great examples of Churchill's brilliant rhetorical skill. But if you paid attention in history class, you've no doubt already heard most of the serious quotes by Winston Churchill. I want to spend a little time with the other Winston Churchill today, the sharp-tongued wit who could decimate a political rival with one clever, well-timed barb, or disarm critics with his at times surprisingly self-deprecating sense of humor. And take it from me, folks, you can easily occupy a good hour at a cocktail party just recounting some of the best anecdotes about Winston Churchill. So today is all about the lighter side of Sir Winston. This first one comes from the day after Pearl Harbor. Winston Churchill immediately sent a letter to the Japanese ambassador declaring war on Japan, and he ended the letter with the words, I have the honor to be with high consideration, sir, your obedient servant. It was a courtly flourish common when addressing a foreign emissary, and it was reflective of Churchill's perhaps antiquated Victorian manners, but he caught some flack for what was considered to be his deferential tone in a declaration of war. Churchill responded by saying, When you have to kill a man, it costs nothing to be polite. (laughs) Churchill switched parties twice in his political career, leaving the Conservative Party for the Liberal Party in 1904, and then returning to the Conservative Party 20 years later in 1924. The result was that both parties distrusted him. But Churchill put it this way. He said, If you're not a liberal when you're 25, you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative by the time you're 35, you have no brain. (laughs) Now, some scholars and friends of Churchill have cast doubt on the authenticity of this particular quote attributed to Churchill. The reason being that he never would have talked so disrespectfully of his wife, Clementine, who was thought by most to be a lifelong liberal. Whatever the authenticity of the quote, it stuck. And even if Churchill wouldn't have insulted his liberal wife, he certainly had no qualms about assailing the socialist policies of liberals in Parliament when he said, The inherent vice of capitalism is the unequal sharing of blessings. The inherent virtue of socialism is the equal sharing of miseries. And on the matter of raising taxes, he said, I contend that for a nation to try to tax itself out of prosperity is like a man standing in a bucket and trying to lift himself up by the handle. But Churchill reserved some of his best zingers for his political opponents. Here's what he said of Ramsay MacDonald, a labor politician who served as prime minister from 1929 to 1935. We know that he has, more than any man, the gift of compressing the largest number of words into the smallest amount of thought. He said of Prime Minister Stanley Baldwin, who was leader of Churchill's own party, occasionally he stumbled over the truth, but hastily picked himself up and hurried on as if nothing had happened. (laughs) Churchill said of Neville Chamberlain, the architect of the Munich Pact with Hitler, An appeaser is one who feeds a crocodile, hoping it will eat him last. And after Churchill was voted out as prime minister immediately following the end of World War II, he said of his successor Clement Attlee, He's a sheep in sheep's clothing, 
and a modest man who has much to be modest about. But every now and then, he could surprise you. On the eve of Hitler's invasion of Russia, Churchill expressed an unexpected sympathy for Joseph Stalin, who hadn't exactly been a great friend to Britain up to that point. He explained it to his personal secretary, John Colville, this way, If Hitler invaded hell, I would make at least a favorable reference to the devil in the House of Commons. And he was no less witty outside of the public arena. Indeed, some of Winston Churchill's cleverest quips occurred in private and often related to some of his favorite and not-so-favorite women. Churchill was a frequent weekend guest at Cliveden, the sprawling country house owned by Lord Astor. Churchill and Lord Astor were good friends, but he didn't get along nearly as well with Astor's brash American wife. Churchill found her classless, and his contempt for Lady Astor was further fueled by her pro-Nazi sympathies. Lady Astor, for her part, thought Churchill was a drunk and a bore. The barbed exchanges that purportedly took place between Churchill and Lady Astor have since taken on a life of their own. These stories usually take place toward the end of one of Lady Astor's famous dinner parties. Churchill is typically inebriated and dominating the dinner conversation when Lady Astor says, Winston, if I were your wife, I'd put poison in your tea. Churchill replies, If I were your husband, I'd drink it. <laughs> or in a similar time and setting, when Lady Astor was purported to have said, Winston, you are drunk. And Churchill said, Indeed, madam, and you are ugly, but tomorrow I'll be sober. <laughs> but with other women, he could be cheeky and flirtatious at times. One time, a well-endowed woman told him she had gotten up at dawn and driven a hundred miles just to attend the unveiling of his bust in Richmond, Virginia. Not missing a beat, Winston Churchill said with a twinkle in his eye, Madam, I want you to know that I would be happy to reciprocate the honor. <laughs> and even toward the end, Winston Churchill was still quick with a witty comeback. On the occasion of his 75th birthday, a reporter asked Churchill if he was afraid of death. Churchill replied, I am prepared to meet my maker. Whether my maker is prepared for the great ordeal of meeting me is another matter. And I think I'll end with that one. Just a few of my favorite quotes by Winston Churchill. You'd be hard-pressed to find a politician today who could even come close to matching wits with old Winston. And God knows there'll never be another one like him. Now, folks, if we've learned anything in the past two episodes, it's that Winston Churchill loved to indulge in a stiff drink and a fine cigar. And now, if you visit our sponsor page at kickasspolitics.com, three of the show's sponsors are offering special deals for our listeners so you too can enjoy some of Winston Churchill's favorite pleasures. Our sponsor, Gold Medal Wines, America's leading independent wine club, is offering some special discounts to our listeners as is their sister company, Craft Beer of the Month Club. And that includes free shipping for listeners of the show. Plus, our other sponsor, JR Cigars, the world's largest cigar store, has a special offer for our listeners on Winston Churchill's favorite cigar, 10 exquisite Romeo e Giulietta cigars for only $10. Just visit kickasspolitics.com and click on the ads on our sponsor page, and these guys are going to hook you up so you can enjoy some of the finer things in life 
in true Churchill style. And while you're there, if you like kick-ass politics and you want to help keep us on the air, then please click the donate button on our webpage or visit our GoFundMe campaign at gofundme.com backslash kickasspolitics. Your support will help keep us producing new and even more interesting programs in the future. That's gofundme.com backslash kickasspolitics or click the donate button on our webpage. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get new episodes as soon as they're available and leave a review for a chance to win my book of the week. As always, I welcome your comments, suggestions, and questions anytime at comments at kickasspolitics.com or you can call the toll-free listener voicemail at 844-KA-POLITICS. In the next episode, I'll talk with several anti-police protesters in the wake of the Michael Brown and Eric Garner cases. And I can tell you now, what they have to say will shock you. I don't want to give away too much, but some of them even talk about overthrowing the U.S. government. I'm not kidding about this, folks. So you definitely have to download the next podcast. It'll blow your minds. In the meantime, I'm Ben Mathis, and thanks for listening to Kick-Ass Politics. Gas Politics is a trademark of Mathis Entertainment, Inc.